3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
4: Let's get back to more of the Scores Draft Special featuring Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Brought to you by Revolution Solar, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Only on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
5: Bears take Darnell Wright in the first round from Tennessee on day one of the NFL draft. Day two is completed, and the Bears have three new members. Trevon Dexter from Florida, defensive tackle Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami, and Zach Pickens, another defensive tackle from South Carolina. We've been uh, tasked with coming up with a grade for Ryan Poles after day two. What you got over there? Tyler Butteball, one of our many producers back there today. Production staff is doing an awesome job, by the way. Shout out to Tyler Caesar and Leo Stoddard. Shout What grade are you giving over there, buddy? Uh,
6: I would have to give Ryan Pulse. I would give him a B because he did fit. He he got the uh, guys. Go ahead.
0: I don't
4: no, know I was saying
6: he got the guys that they needed
0: desperate help in. And so, I mean, as much as it did kind of hurt uh, Jalen Carter getting slipped Was a
5: cornerback desperate? Were we desperate for a cornerback? Grody? Oh, no. I didn't think we were desperate
6: okay. for a cornerback. I, I think that okay. it was an area that, yeah, you can make a case for very
5: okay. easily though. That was a beat. Leo, what you got over there? What grade are you giving Brian Poles for his day two antics?
6: i will give him a B plus. Filled mm. some positions in need. Nothing
5: flashy, but got some guys that could hopefully contribute. Stop wow. it. I thought that I was positive. Generous. B plus? B plus. Caesar. What you got for Ryan Poles? Day two grade.
4: Mr. Perez! I'm going with a solid B. I think they're really filling a lot of needs. I it really hurt to not get Jalen Carter, though. And especially since he was right there in front of him. <laughs> Were you not here I for the really first hour the of the show, <laughs> Caesar Perez? But uh, I give him a solid B. Okay. Solid B. I'm solid the only
5: B. one that got him in the C range. And I and I give him a B minus. A B? A B is a good draft. Like if you're giving somebody a B, no, no, but the is assumption t- is that that you you've had a good draft. Dude, you said today. Yeah. We're not talking about the whole draft. Fine.
6: You're,
7: you're this saying you're the a, third round. Fine. You're saying
5: you had a good day to You had too. a good day too. I mean, you drafted two positions of you need. You have three question marks, is what you have.
6: What do you mean? Three. Oh, these players? Yeah. That's why I put the minus down. <laughs> but if you go by need, you got. I mean, come on. Like. Like we said, the bear it, it can't be overstated. Just the Bears' defense was just awful Agreed. last year and rancid. So to bring in two guys who look like they could play, one of whom could take over Justin Jones's job as the three technique in Javon Dexter, then I, I that I, that's the direction. If you're a Bears fan. You should have hoped that your general manager went in, and he did. And you should have also known from Ryan Poles, if you are listening to what's going on with the Bears, he values heavily the cornerback position in terms of what he thinks his premium needs in this NFL.
5: And maybe another GM might be taking a look at him, too, Arturus Karnisovas. Uh-huh. Saying, maybe you might need a power uh, forward for the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, or Dewan Jones, like we were talking about earlier, yeah, from Ohio right. State. six eight three seventy four. 374. Put him in. Let's go to Don. In Chicago. Don, what side of town? I, well, Chicago's vague for me. Donnie, I Chicago. Need a, I, I need a side of town.
4: Hey, Gabe. Hey, Gabe. How are you?
5: I'm doing good, Don. Oh, my guy, Don. Don.
4: Yeah. My buddy. What's up, I'm Don? Glad, I'm glad to talk to you. Yeah. I'm always glad to talk yesterday to you. On our NBC. How'd I look? How'd I look? Yesterday on NBC,
6: How'd I look? Did I look fat? Sexy. Yeah, okay. Oh,
4: you look good. Okay. You thanks. look good. good. Sexy <laughs> time. All right. Well, great to I seen, It's been a long time I've seen Gabe. The, uh,
5: you know, if if, MB, the if 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 Grody would ever call me to do the show with him on NBC Sports, you might see me here uh, and there. I don't have that kind I, of power. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Don, so what grade would you give Ryan Poles for day two of the draft?
4: I'd give Ryan Poles all the way eighth grade. Wow. A, A, A grade. I trust that guy. Anything he does, I'm okay with him. Oh. I trust him. Whatever he does, I trust I'm okay with it. It's all right. doing. It's doing. It's doing good. It's
5: really, really doing good. I mean, I, I get it. If you're a, if you're a Bears fan and you know you're all in on your guy Ryan Poles and you you feel as though he's he's built the team up to where you would have where you would like it to be at this point. And you have to kind of sort of agree with whatever he does, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I got
6: what distracted. I'm looking at the. Did we take line one yet? No, Do you no, see what no, it, no. Says yeah, take, it, it says
5: there? We didn't say. It says Mark Grody's ex. Yes.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no way. Why are we don't taking take that? Because it's Mark Grody's it's, ex. We oh, take, she's uh, drunk again, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's
5: yeah, she faded. Oh, no. She's faded. Trying to. You haven't been returning her calls, <laughs> and so she figured she'd call up to the score. It happens. And see it happen. It happens. Let's go to JT out in Union Grove. Where the hell is Union Grove? It's Wisconsin, this oh, country. That's why I don't know where it's at. Okay, uh, but so but I, I hate them. What, but, <laughs> good. I'm glad you put through that in there. What grade do you give polls on day two of the draft? Day two, I, A plus. A plus for day two. Day one, the the whole trading of uh, the number one pick. He's been phenomenal. If you, my question for you guys is: If you take the six position groups quarterback, running back, offensive line, defensive line,
3: linebackers, defensive backs. In the NFC North, don't we take four out of the six?
6: Oh, man, I have to do some analyzing on that. Yeah, we'd have to look there. Yeah, that's a little deep, but I appreciate that. I I like that game. That reminds me of a... Gabe Vermeer's pie chart or something. Creative. I like that.
4: I'm just not down with it.
6: That's all.
5: My bad. I forgot to bring out my primary colors <laughs> asking you questions about that stuff. But you and your girl, I'm glad to learn that that's in Wisconsin because I'm not familiar with the burbs out there. You no, know? you
6: you I took a risk by saying that because you don't want to look uninformed. I know. right? We all were from here. So, so I, that's But my, But no, no, good call by that's you. Like I had not Arizona. heard of it either, but I, I would not have given myself up that easily.
5: JT brings up a great point in that while we're trying to put a grade on Ryan Poles and his team for day two, you have to look at it as a whole. Beginning from the first pick in the draft and trading that, that you have to look at. And I think if you do do that, you have to give him an A from that stamp, from that perspective.
6: Where you mean, you mean the overall? When overall, you say that? up to this point, everything. Okay, that's a different question. Right, right. That's we've what I'm saying. Doing, we've been doing today, and he
5: sidebarred that, and that's why I'm like. You're right. We're trying to give yes. them great, and we're day sidebar two.
6: friendly on the show. That is true a feature when you and I host Side together. Sidebar,
5: regular bar. I'll, I'll take. I'll take any
2: bar. You're a big regular
6: <laughs> I'll take bar. I'll take any but bar, no example.
5: Isn't it too dark for you to be in a bar? My, my wife thinks I'm <laughs> going to be home. Like she's sleeping I, with the kids. The hope is that you know I can sneak hey. out and get a brewski somewhere. Hey, the
6: worst part about the, our jobs in general is that we do not have the benefit of being able to get out of things because of work. No. We can't say, "Oh, I'm working." Oh, okay. I'll just turn on the radio. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like I'm beyond the point where I could say, "Oh, I'm doing behind the scenes <laughs> stuff." I used to do that, like when I was one. cutting my teeth in the business. Yeah. It's I, I, I'm not. I'm doing
5: behind the scenes stuff, so you're not yeah. gonna hear me on the radio. My wife doesn't have the app, so sometimes I might throw out, like, I have a go live. Oh, I'll yeah. Say it goes a little longer. Like I gotta go live, and I never say oh. the ending. She's not listening, so I don't care. That's good. But I go like this. I go, "Yeah, babe. Starts at six. Oh. <laughs> uh- She doesn't know how long it goes for and how long I'm usually doing it. But uh, but the goal line has been good this week because everybody is excited to talk and hear about the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And if you are just getting off work, uh, maybe your Twitter is not working, the three players selected by the Chicago Bears today, some good ones. We got Javon uh, Javon Dexter, defensive tackle from Florida, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami, and Zach Pickens, uh, defensive tackle, From South Carolina and of course you know what while rounds one two and three have been completed round four begins at 12 noon tomorrow Chicago Bears are on the clock with the first pick in the fourth round myself Mark Grody Hub Arkish will be right here on 670 the score giving you all of the updates and of course scores the scores draft coverage is brought to you by Revolution Solar proud partner of the Chicago Bears do you have high expectations for the remaining picks from the Chicago Bears? Groats? I mean, I don't or is think it they're... more like, hey, you guys are going to be filling in, so it's whatever, like special teamers or whatever?
6: Right. I mean, that's really what it gets down to. I mean, you just you're going you're going to potentially find somebody. You know, in the in the middle and later rounds, who is going to be a legitimate player and helping you? But yeah, I mean that the realistic way to look at things is these are guys that are going to struggle to make the team, and they may be making the team as special teamers or as depth pieces. But it's they're all important. They're all important in in the whole grand scheme of what Ryan Poles is attempting to put together.
5: It was funny because when you're looking at last year's draft prospects, you know Bears had we. Bears fans were banking on seventh rounders. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, ah, oh, who did we get in the seventh round? Because we you know, didn't have are, a ton of picks.
6: Is Chavis Pig Simmons available? <laughs> right, Is Arlington like, Hamright uh, about town? But yeah, last year it was all a bunch of offensive linemen. Yeah, Atari Carter and old Doug Kramer. Yeah, yeah, you know, all those guys. Was, uh, was there was cor- a couple. There's another guy too that didn't make it. Trent, not Trenton Gill. Uh, the, the which
5: Gabe uh, Karimi. <laughs> Wait, Gabe. Nah, I'm off. Uh, Gabe U, Ramirez, Gabe Kareem. Bears uh, almost have Mr. Irrelevant pick, second to last. Oh, yeah. Texans Texans hold on to that one, but the Bears have the second to last pick in the seventh round as well as the first pick in the seventh round. So there's still some draft picks that are out there. Uh, Bears obviously have two in the fourth. Looks like one in the fifth because they traded the other one to the Jaguars. And then uh, in the sixth round, no picks in the sixth. So and then, what in the seventh,
6: too, right? Two picks in the yeah, seventh. Two picks in the seventh. So two round. in the fourth, one in the um, fifth,
5: two in the seventh.
6: Yeah, and we'll we'll be breaking. I can't wait to do the three-man weave with Hub Arkish oh, dude. tomorrow, too. Cause I, I always love I always gotta know what what Hub is thinking. I haven't really read anything yet, because I've just been engrossed in my own work and things like that. But so I'll be looking forward to hearing what Hub has to say. By the way, did we do when I was doing the the player stuff from our guy Lance Zerline, from NFL.com. I don't believe we
5: ever got to uh, to Zach Pickens, did we? Did we get
6: to Zach Pickens? We did. I, 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 we did. We talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I gave you that?
5: that. That was the guy with the harmonious hands. Well, was okay. Oh, you are absolutely correct. Okay, I got you. All
6: right, I guess I, I thought maybe we had left. I didn't. Out I
5: didn't like that on that uh, prospectus that he came out with a 6.24 prospect grade, which says we will eventually be an average starter. Uh,
6: yeah, yeah, if. The starter, you know, it yeah. could be a depth piece, rotational guy. Whatever, however but I you don't trust it
5: because they didn't put "and" in front of "average." They just said we'll eventually be average starter, Ooh. and so the gr- grammatical error there makes me feel like they lose credibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in that space, right there. yeah. That's well,
6: like- he wasn't uh, Zerline, and that's just one guy. But it <laughs> <he> wasn't exactly <laughs> raving about Javon Dexter either. <laughs> You know, but say, man, six six three thirteen. That's what the coaching staff Uh, is for, though, right? That's exactly right. That's what it's for, and that's another great question. I mean, the coaches on all side at all positions will come into question this year. Last year was a free pass for everybody. Okay, now now you guys have players that you have to mold into starters or impact dynamic players in the NFL. Correct, absolutely, yes.
5: Defensive lineman is now tasked with getting the best out of the two Utes the two Utes in question. (laughs) What
6: is a Ute?
5: (laughs) Oh, now,
6: Mr. Gambini.
5: (laughs) All right. Uh, Ryan Poles did talk to the media today after a lengthy round two and three. What did he have to say about the most recent additions to the Chicago Bears? We're going to play his interview in its entirety on the other side, so make sure you're here for it. Don't go anywhere. Gabe and Groats got you all the way till midnight tonight. We'll do that on the other side, though. Ryan Poles. What did he have to say? We'll find out next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
5: Instacart knows
1: nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Let's get back to more of the Scores draft special featuring Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Brought to you by Revolution Solar. Proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Only on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
5: And it's one thing for Grody and I to give our opinions and what our thoughts are on these draft picks, but you really want to hear from the man himself. Brian Poles addressed the media shortly thereafter the uh, finalizing of the third round. And what did he have to say about the newest members of the Chicago Bears?
2: Let's take a listen. Um, the cool thing is, you know, when the board plays out, we're best available, uh, also hits uh, some of our needs. Uh, That always gets you excited because it pairs up really well and you you feel really good about it. Um, Dexter at 253, big, strong uh, guy. When you guys see him, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, Tons of of talent in that body. He's a hybrid. He can play nose. He can play three technique, um, work anywhere on the interior, and uh, extremely athletic, Um, moves really well. So we're excited about him. Um, Tyreek Stevenson. Another guy we were really excited about. Uh, Got exposed to him at the Senior Bowl, as well as, obviously, our our fall evaluation. Uh, Didn't feel really comfortable with him making it to us. So we got a little bit of aggressive, went up and grabbed him. Uh, Big physical corner tackles uh, will strike you. Good ball skills. What stands out about him in coverage, he has a ton of poise. um, Really stays in control um, through all of his movements, and especially when uh, the ball's in the air. Uh, so we're excited about him and then at 361 as we made the turn into third uh, Zach pickens was another guy that we had really close to dexter and um, he was still there for us um, so again another opportunity to add you know big interior player who has length really nice feet um, very good athlete so you know that's one space we wanted to get better we want to be more stout but at the same time this defense you got to be able to run and both of those guys can do that so um, made some good progress today
7: you said it was nice that I believe your phrasing was that the the draft yeah. board lined up with your needs really well. Mm-hmm.
2: Something like that.
7: Um, yeah. How, how closely did that match
2: for you? It matched really uh, well. How closely did it fall into place? Yeah, it matched. It was it was spot on. Um, you know, I don't remember it. You know, being like that perfect last year, um, which is really cool. Right. You're
3: doing awesome. moments we've talked about getting Justin help and getting a good
7: evaluation for Justin this year. Yeah. Uh, how important is it? to add to a defense that last
2: year finished near the bottom the to year. Yeah, absolutely. We want to take a big step there. Um, we've done that in free agency. Um, and then we've done it in the draft too. Um, so we get a, a corner who can come in and compete you know, for a spot on the outside. Um, and then you get those big guys inside to really be in the heavy rotation you know, with Billings and with Justin, um, who will be really good leaders for those guys too, be able to show them the way. Um, and in this league, you know, in, in terms of the defensive line, you got to have really two waves. So we've been able to start that inside, and that you know they're multipliers, right? So they punch the pocket, they dent the pocket. That makes a shorter edge for the outside guys in the run game. They're heavy, they're tougher to move. That allows your linebackers to flow and run even better. So uh, they multiply and help everybody.
7: How much of a boost is it for the defense to have, add three guys like this? High picks. And what was Alan, and Alan Williams' reaction,
2: especially after yesterday, not getting? Oh, it? Yeah, no, he was excited. Uh, Allen got the first two last year, so um, those coaches they understand how, how this goes, and you know the board usually kind of speaks to who goes first and how how it unfolds. So um, he was excited. Fleuss was excited. Um, this was a space we want to continue to add, and we were able to do that
4: with
0: Pickens, he played last season at 305. I think at the Mm. combine he was 291. Is that weight loss in terms of the athleticism, will that make him a more productive player on the interior?
2: Yeah, so um, the cool thing about what we got going on here with our performance team, we'll put a plan in and find like the ideal spot for him. It's probably somewhere in between. Um, Eventually I see him, if I remember correctly, he's got room for, actually it's kind of creepy because Dexter does too, but they have room for growth. Um, in terms of the lean mass getting up. So not just body weight, we look at lean mass, stuff that, you know, it's it's muscle mass, it's functional, it's not just weight. So um, both those guys have room to grow based on their bone density and the frame that they have. So, um, you know, I think he'll creep back into the 300s and still be able to keep his athleticism.
0: With, with an even front like that, and having the two defensive tackle spots be so interchangeable, how important was it for you to find two guys who you've talked about the similarities of traits. Like, was that a priority when you were going through the the scouting process on trying to fill both of those spots in the draft?
2: Yeah, we're looking for guys who are big, long, and can run interchangeable, nose, three technique. Um, You know, you get kind of chipped up through the season, so you want guys that can really fit in different spots. Um, Both these guys have the ability to do that, so it allows us to be versatile and and deep for the entire season.
4: Pickens was kind of self-critical of his consistency I was
2: curious what you saw there and, and where you'll kind of push him in that regard. Yes, uh, technical technical work, hand usage, ability to, to lock out even better. He's got 34-inch arms, so once he's able to clean that up, he'll be able to keep his frame clean and get off blocks even better. Uh, the one cool thing is, and we kind of picked that up at the combine as well interviewing him, um, you know, his ability to self-assess, notice the strengths and weaknesses are really important. Um, and that's important to us because he can attack his weaknesses and get better. So just being open uh, to coaching and knowing where you got to improve, he's got that. So again, both these guys, I think, you know, there's a lot of upside, a lot of meat on the bone for them to get even better. He also said he drained his putt at the combine. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Both of them did a good job. Yeah. Is there enough left at, uh, at rusher for you guys to find some help tomorrow? Is there enough players left? Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's a bunch of good players. Obviously, it's kind of cool. You know, we start the day off tomorrow, so uh, we had some conversations. We'll sleep on it because we're all kind of gassed right now, so we'll come back fresh and, and make some decisions on who we're going to kick this thing off with and also see if there's opportunity to move back as well.
7: On, on that note, it's a unique situation, isn't it, where you, you're probably through the draft now. You know some guys have been taken. Now you have hours. You're not on the clock in minutes. You're, you have hours to just field calls from people and see what the best
2: offer is. Yeah. It's a feel thing. Um, it's also a number deal. We'll, we'll look at what we have, uh, guys that we really like, and kind of weigh you know who's going to be there for the different picks. Um, if we want to continue to add capital, or you know there are some times that it's it's just you really like the players. So you're going to pull the trigger on it and get it done. Um, we have kind of a cool marking on our tags. Uh, we call it a gut box. It's it's a box where you know if I feel re- there's something different about this guy, the makeup approach to the game in terms of in their physical traits and and all that if we feel good about it um, that tag gets an extra little star and then there's also like a bear logo on it too if he matches the criteria that we're looking for in terms of the makeup and how they approach the game so if we get something like that then we'll go ahead and and trigger on it and feel confident
6: all these guys are, are good athletes i guess but the guys you've drafted so far are particularly highly recruited were, you know, from an early age, were really good athletes, highly sought-after players. Is that just the way it worked out, or is that a particular interest in you of, of getting guys who, whether, no matter how productive they were in college, at least have that base athleticism?
2: Yeah, no, it's important to us. This is a this is a game for big, fast, strong individuals. So um, usually the cream rises to the top, um, and those athletic traits are important. Um, but not always you know. is that the case. There's guys who have incredible instincts and maybe just above average. So we kind of look for both. Um, it just happened this year where they kind of had all the athletic traits and the size and speed that we were looking for.
4: Right. When awesome. you look at the uh, Dexter and Pickens and their production, I know interior D linemen don't necessarily have high-pop yeah. production in college. Yep. How, what do you look at with that? And like how do you balance what you like at them on tape and the fact that the numbers might not be eye-popping?
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. One of the first projects I had um, way back in the day was for Don Terry Poe. Um, I think he had two sacks, um, and we were contemplating taking him at 9 or 10 um, and just did a study and, and watched all of the plays and really, you know, try to see how, to, how did he affect the game, you know, punch in the pocket, eating up two blocks so other guys could run free. So that goes into play. Um, like I said, there's a, a level of a, a multiplier where they can help other people as well free other uh, individuals up to, to make plays so those guys had those pieces and then the other thing just kinda coming up through the ranks is for big guys, grade the flashes. You know, grade the flashes. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're good.
0: Sorry. Yeah. With Dexter and like the pressure numbers for him over the last two seasons from the three technique spot and not necessarily seeing that translate to sack numbers, yeah. when you are looking at a prospect like that, yeah. what tells you and your scouts and coaching staff, hey we can Tra- we can transfer that to actual production where you're getting after the quarterback. And I know pressures are right. part of that, but like, at, does, that, does that matter to you?
2: That's it does. You're so you're kind of piecing it together. You know, foot speed, ability to get skinny, acceleration burst to finish, uh, the toolbox and your pass rush skills, those go into it. And then what does he have to do at his school? So for Dexter, a little bit more of a square stance, read and mirror. Um, when that's the case, you're not really on your toes and penetrate and get up the field. So... Uh, you got to piece those things together, uh, and that can help you show where the upside is and, and how, in our system, it can be even better in terms of how they affect uh, the quarterback. You told us right. last
7: night that your projected first round lined up what creepy close to what actually happened. Yeah. What it looked like today, and, and you talk pretty openly about this stuff, uh, do you feel like the Bears rely on this now more than your average team does, just in terms of the analytics and the percentage?
2: I wouldn't say like. Well, yeah, rely on it in the terms of just more information to understand, you know, where the sweet spot is and, and where guys can go. Um, so, for example, with with you know the corner, we just knew that his range was coming up, and we knew that if we stayed still, there's a good chance we weren't going to get him. Um, so it just allows us to be a little bit more savvy, uh, move with confidence to get the players that we want. Um, but yeah, like. The draft that we have now, I've simulated before, which is like it's it's kind of cool, yeah.
7: The guys, you've taken with your high draft picks so far; yeah. they're all from big programs. Yeah. All of them, even uh, Stevenson, have played in the SEC. Yeah. Is that coincidental or is there some comfort with choosing guys that made it out of those programs? Yeah, I
2: think that plays a part. Um, you want to have confidence that they can play against top competition, um, and that's what you see in the SEC all the time. Um, even on you know the worst teams in, in the SEC, there's guys that are gonna play in the league for a long time. You look for those matchups to feel even more confident that they can hang at this level. So I think that definitely plays a part um, in the decision and, and just kind of getting a feel for the value that they have for us at the next level.
3: Ryan, as far as Dexter is concerned, the production obviously hasn't really matched up with the talent early on. Yeah. What made you guys confident in both your meetings with him and the tape that 53 was the right spot to take him?
2: Yeah, so if you go all the way back to his freshman year, he was raw. He just he was a basketball player that started playing football just a couple of years ago. Um, so if you go back and watch his freshman tape, he's out there just kind of throwing people around. And he doesn't really feel pressure yet and understand block you know, recognition and, and all that. And then the next year, it gets even better. Um, in terms of the feel, and then this year got even better. Um, the other thing we look at too is is the play time for these big guys. Um, you know, when they start hitting in the 60, 70 percent, it's hard to be full throttle all the time. Um, so you're going to see some up and down. So that's where that whole grade the flashes kind of comes from, um, because at this level you like to get a, a nice little rotation with those guys so they stay fresh and explosive.
4: What's important for you to to learn about Tyreek in terms of what happened in Georgia yeah. and to feel comfortable about everything that he went through there um, yeah.
2: to take him? Uh, it gives you a ton of perspective. I mean, he came in and yeah, we brought him in the draft room and just had a conversation with him and we talked about that. And uh, the one thing I look for is just ownership of maybe some, some situations early on, you know, in terms of talking about, you know, maybe it's a guy that was a five star, four star, came, or any star that came in with a sense of entitlement and that the job should just be handed to him. Um, and maybe they didn't handle a certain, you know, you know, a certain situation the way that they should have. And they've grown from it, but they own it, and they say, you know what, I messed up there, and I—that's I, on me. Um, and then apply that to going to a different school, and getting to know his teammates, meshing with that culture, learning from his, his past, and then improving and playing at a high level. So um, I love that. And then with that, you know, that was during COVID as well, I believe. And part of it was to go back to Miami to help his family. Um, and you start to understand, you know, what his family means to him, and um, what being back there and supporting everybody means to him. And to me, like, that's a, that's a grown man trying to take care of his business. So um, he's got priorities, and I thought that was, that was good.
1: Brian, what's your comfort level right now with the pass rush as it is?
2: Yeah, I think we got better. Um, I think with this rotation of guys on the inside, um, to penetrate from the inside would also dent the pocket and create shorter edges on the outside for our, our DNs should help them. Um, we're younger, more athletic, faster. Close the burst is going to be way better. So um, we're heading in the right direction. You know, I'm not sure. At the end of the day, this is on paper. So uh, we got to see it in action and let it play out, and we'll go from there.
6: Tyreek, how do you evaluate his play in press man schemes and press man stuff versus his zone play?
2: Yeah. Um... You know, that that was a really cool process. You know, he really flashed to us even more at the Senior Bowl and one-on-ones and and some of those press techniques. And we're like, man, this guy is long and physical. And you got to be confident in getting someone's face and and take care of business on the line of scrimmage. He did that with an unbelievable skill set and length and all that. Um, And then the poise and the route to really stay calm and and read the hip and, and stay in position. So then that carries, let's go back to the tape and, and watch these situations, and we see him excel there, um, which is going to help him, you know, at this level.
0: Stevenson talked about just like the, how rough that transition was when he was playing in the slot. It might not have been where he felt he okay. playing, but then going outside. That, that humility and just kind of like when you're talking about taking accountability for the situation, like does – did that – Teach him something that you were able to garner when you guys are meeting with him about, you know, how he handles a tough situation and maybe not being in a spot where he feels like he should be playing, but trying to contribute there.
2: No doubt about it. I remember telling him, hey, like, don't ever forget that moment because you may come out here and it may not be day one that you're the guy. How are you going to handle that? Don't forget how you went through it the first time and how you had to work through it. Maybe it's special teams for a little bit until you get on your feet and rolling. Um, And he really held on to the lessons he learned from that. So that means a lot to me. Uh, Anytime guys go through some adversity and come out the other end better, um, I think they're just better human beings for it, and they're going to be really good professionals.
5: So, I mean, you hear Ryan Poles there talking about the three newest draft picks for the Chicago Bears. Um, And I think the most interesting person he's talking about is Tyreek Stevenson. I mean, when you're looking at him and what he said, and I was actually doing a little bit, you know, because this is what we do. We do a little bit more research on these guys once they get drafted. And so this is from State of the U, you know, Miami, they call it the U, and talking about uh, Mr. Stevenson. And it was, one, he's, he's from Miami. So when you're thinking about why he transferred from Georgia, well, he wanted to be closer to home. That makes sense. And obviously, you know, the, the U is out there. Um, <clears throat> when you're looking at his um, shuttle time, you know where they go touch all those little things Mm -hmm. eighth percentile it's low you should be in the 99th percentile Mm -hmm. of certain things right um but i do like the tweets that you're reading from a couple of years ago or and and last year about stevenson first and foremost was um you know that he was the number three cornerback and a top 40 player overall in the 2019 recruiting cycle so that says a lot in that space Also um, from Jim Nagy said, not saying much on here about Miami quarterback, cornerback Tyreek Stevenson, but he's climbing since the senior bone is now a possible top 50 pick. Uh It said uh, prototype, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But he's in Jacksonville today and previously visited the Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, and Bears. Nice. So it's cool to see things like that. And this from Ian Rappaport uh, a couple weeks ago, Miami cornerback Tyreek Stevenson just returned from a visit from the Cowboys and he also recently visited, but he has a top 30 visit with the Jaguars on Sunday. So he was in the conversation for being a top 30 pick as well. He, he's going to have a chance to start. I mean, Ryan Pohl said that he can compete
6: for a spot on the outside. So ideally, what you want to eliminate probably in terms of who you're starting is Kendall Vildor, that you would have Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson as your outside guys and Kyler Gordon on the inside, at least I think. And you know you you are starting to put together a, a that position starting to look pretty good with 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 yes. the drafting of Stevenson, with Jalen Johnson. I said with Kyler Gordon, who started to look the part in the last four or five games of the season. Not to mention a couple of undrafted guys, and Josh Blackwell and Jalen Jones who showed up last year. Yeah. I really like Black. Like, Blackwell could end up being a a guy who is a, a special team stalwart. I don't expect him to necessarily be impact, like a, ever a starter, at least going into his season, at, at cornerback in the NFL. But just remember Josh Blackwell. I think he's going to be a guy that Bears fans, before it's all said and done in his time with the Bears, is that you will appreciate Appreciate that guy. Uh, you probably don't need much more on Josh Blackwell right
5: now. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, but you did, <laughs> like, how do I get out of you this? You did have some things to say about <laughs> Kyler Gordon. Uh, yes. Uh, when we yeah. were talking during the during the commercial. Yeah. Break. So yeah. I'm here for that. Well, I mean, as to why you don't think he'll be the starting. Quarterback oh, oh, right, right, alongside. right. No, I think I think that
6: they look at him and have always kind of looked at him as a slot guy, and now I understand you did use a second round pick to to draft this guy but the with the importance of that position with the inside guy that there ain't no shame in that and I do think that the size thing I mean you had polls raving about that you you would have if it is Tyreek Stevenson you have two relative to the rest of the NFL with with Jalen Johnson two pretty big cornerbacks big cornerbacks uh, on the outside so I would think that the, those feel like a more comfortable fit and I just like Kindleville door on the inside better. You don't like that? I mean, you just want to give him a chance on the outside? Is that what is that what you're saying? Kyler Gordon? Yeah.
5: I Yeah, I want to reward hard work and if if you are improving, then I want to give you the opportunity to continue to get better by going up against the best. And not to say that there aren't great slot receivers and great tight ends that are coming out where you need to be in that space, but I think these guys are prideful, yeah. and they understand what the prime positions are.
6: Yeah, that's, that's just what I think yeah. would be ideal. And I do, I mean, it, it, Paul said it, that he, he can compete on the outside. I thought the question, the line of questioning about Javon Dexter was interesting, too. And, and in particular, just the, the lack of big-time dynamic difference-making production. Um, I'm looking at his numbers right now. In his uh, first year at Florida, 10 games, he had a total of 20 tackles and a half a sack. In his second year, 2021, he had two and a half sacks and 50 tackles. So it goes up. And then last year for Florida, Uh, Javon Dexter had 55 total tackles and two sacks, and Ryan Poles was making the case. And, you know, I just gave you the numbers, they did get better as the years went on. And, you know, there are things that he will be allowed to do and things that they will do in the NFL that may make this player sprout and become a more productive guy. At least let's hope so. And those were good questions
5: about that. Doesn't it feel eerily similar to Dominique Robinson? No, because.
6: Everybody, when they drafted Dominic Robinson, they said he's a project. They straight up said this guy, and and Dominic Robinson said he was a project. I remember after he had the sack sack and a half that he had early in the season, I literally asked him. I I said, so uh, does this mean you're not a project anymore? And he looked at me and he goes, no, it doesn't mean that. Uh, He's like, no, 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 no. I'm still a project. Now, I don't know if... You can still call him that in his second year, but I think he is. So no, I don't see the similarities in the way they're handling Dominic Robinson. Unless I miss something, did yeah. I miss something in there? Did the polls no.
5: call him a project? No, uh, I think. It was, did, yeah, did, did, yeah, did he, I think he was. He was talking about how the you know the the you know being rotational guy. Yeah, that the co- coaches are going to have to okay. get hold of him. You know, clean some things up that he wasn't doing particularly well, and that he was going to have to clean it up on, this, on the next level. So, but I mean, you can say that for any rookie that's right, coming in, right? right you're going to have to change yeah. certain things. I just, I listen. He sold me on the on the you need different levels and rotational guys. Oh, of course, you know you have to have that. So, to think, think Eagles, yeah, Eagles. And so for me, I'm all in on on something like that. All right, we're about to head to break. Uh, another strength for our guy Tyreek Stevenson. He set the Miami squat record. Okay. Some big guys I over in Miami. Yeah, that that's something. That's impressive. That is something, yeah. Strong, because if you look at the highlights and you hear them talk, what do they talk about? The physicality. Sure. The strength. Yeah. You know, what What he can do. And, tackle. And, and those are the kind of right. cornerbacks that the Bears need and like. I'd prefer my, probably my running back or my <laughs> left tackle that's to be able
6: to have that squat yeah. record probably. Well,
5: that's a, that says more about the guys that are on Miami's yeah, yeah, team. That's than it does very possible. Thing. Well, but,
6: no, let's not diminish it. <laughs> Congratulations, Tariq Stevenson.
5: Let's get the promo started. I like it. All I right. uh, We'll take uh, – Your calls and some final thoughts on the Bears' day two uh, draft, guys, and we'll do some – we'll let you know where we're going to be tomorrow so we can fill you in on rounds four through seven. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
4: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Let's get back to more of The Score's draft special featuring Gabe Ramirez and Mark Rody. Brought to you by Revolution Solar, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Only on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
5: We are about to... Try to get it on beat. Pack it up, pack it in. Pack it up, pack it in in a couple of minutes. But before we do, nice. we have some final thoughts here. As we mentioned, man, if you were at work or... You know, you just felt like 670, the score, was the place that you wanted to get your first tidbits. Bears select Javon Dexter with the 53rd pick in the draft, defensive tackle from Florida. Also took Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami, who originally played at Georgia. And then Zach Pickens, a defensive tackle from South Carolina who has harmonious hands. Yeah. I mean, what what else can you say about a guy? Well, I mean...
6: I have never been granted that by anybody in terms of harmonious hands.
5: So that's it's good to hear. I've had some girls tell
6: me. I've oh, oh <laughs> well, in that
2: regard,
6: yeah. <laughs>
5: Harmonious hands. All right, you got a question for me, I heard. I do. On our way out here.
6: Yeah, the question is, and I, this is a question that I'd like to, to revisit here right now because I asked this question a while back, too. But it's time to ask it again. The Bears last season were 3 and 14, featuring a 10 game losing streak. Ooh, I love where this is going. <laughs> uh, the Bears have done a lot uh, in this offseason. I don't know how productive you want to call it. I mean, okay. that's up to you, it's up to everybody. Okay. How many more wins has this offseason been worth through? Today okay through the third round of the 2023 draft with all of the free agents that they picked up with the the trade and getting DJ more with the picks they have next year okay I guess never mind that I'm talking about how many more wins this year beyond three and 14 and can I get a 10 game losing
5: streak out of next year no 10 game losing okay. streak next yeah. year that I can guarantee okay. what I will say is this because I'm looking at the Bears opponents it's foolish if you don't look at the opponents right? If you're just out here just like willy-nilly throwing some victories around. is if, if that's your process, fine. my no process. Okay. Your process is good. So, obviously, you have your six games against divisional foes. I think Bears split that. Okay. Split that. So, three wins already there just from divisional in the, in the division. Okay. Because yeah. we don't really know. Like,
6: now we can say it. There's no Aaron yeah. Rodgers in Green Bay. So, <laughs> so there's plausible victories <laughs> against Green exactly. Bay. Exactly. <laughs> When was the last time we had plausible possibilities? Well,
5: I predicted May? it at the beginning of every season, but it just never happened. bro. That I was know. the issue.
6: I, 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 you know what? I, if I went back, I probably would find that I picked the Bears <laughs> to beat the Packers at least once at least a year. Once, and right? it's the dumbest thing ever.
5: All right. so we, So there are games against the Falcons, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Raiders. If you were to say they're going to split those also. So now you got five. And then you have the Chiefs, the Chargers, Saints, the Buccaneers, Cardinals, the Browns, and the Commanders. I almost cursed and said, F it." I say split that too, but I, but I'm not. Let's say they go, you know, thirty three percent there. So I'm in the seven win range. Seven, seven. Okay.
6: So you got a that's a a four win difference. Yeah. To get from three to and
5: seven, and that's being and that's being. My homer heart's not really in that decision. You know what oh, I mean? You. If it's up to me, I'm going like. Yeah, I'm going to stay 7 8. Bears aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I'm with you. Yeah. I I want them to. I want them to. Yeah. But but they're going to be in the hunt and then, you know, they're going to lose. It's just what the Bears
6: do. They're not there yet, but there is the the great unknown still. Like, it's amazing that this weekend, I don't know if we've said Justin Fields. We've said Justin Fields' name today. But that's the great I know. Like, right, Justin your... Fields, if he takes that next step, right. like we still don't know here in Chicago if Justin Fields is going to be a superstar quarterback or a, a quarterback who has got all the running ability in the world and not enough passing ability.
5: Shout out to everybody that said get him an offensive line and some more weapons because we're here. Yeah, We are here. It's happened. It's happened. We're yes. here in this space now. The,
6: the first guy on Ryan Poles' mind – for the 2023 draft was Darnell Wright a massive right tackle?
5: All right, two questions for you. One, I have three. to re- reverse the the answer to you. What's your win total looking like for next year? I'm with you. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna
6: go. You said seven. Yeah, I'll go eight because it's the NFL. <laughs> yeah,
5: and, 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 and this is Chicago. We're and here. it'd
6: be really boring yeah. if we just if we both said okay. seven. So but, let's
5: let's live in that space where the Bears win. There's my follow question. Yeah, if we're living in the space that the Bears. Are getting seven or eight wins next year, missing mm-hmm. the, and missing the playoffs. Correct. What does round? I know this is crazy, but I I love this question. What does round? What does? What? Yeah. What does round one of next year look like in order to put your team mm. in the playoffs? Well, because you're you're not gonna go get a uh, wide receiver in round one, right? Or you know what I'm
6: saying? Like, but how do we?
5: How, like, I'm are you so, are think. you still addressing the offensive line? Next oh, you're year? asking me to guess? If I'm not we're, guess. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we're not making the playoffs, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are we? Are the Bears further from the playoffs than we actually think?
6: Mm-hmm. Because if you're telling well,
5: me that next year two first round picks and a you know a, a couple of second rounders, yeah. that all of a sudden you're going to be able to add these pieces, but then it's like. Well, but, but how far away are we? What pieces yeah. are you adding?
6: So how far away are the Bears? That's going, a great are, question. Then are
5: you replacing who you have on the team already? Or yeah. are you adding to it? Oh, yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Right? Well, first of all.
6: The Bears will have the number one overall pick in the draft next year when Carolina goes. The Panthers go zero <laughs> seventeen next that. year. So man, that would just open things up. But Price gets great, her early. That I mean, like you and I could sit here and yeah, you and I could sit here and absolutely just agree on the Bears and needing to to get better and to prove something. But is it this better? Year.
4: No, gross. But
5: is it better by filling holes or is it better by getting better players here? Cause that's what oh, we're
6: at. Well, no, now it's about getting better players. They filled okay. holes last year. That's what I'm saying. Last okay. year was rank and file, fill the roster, and <laughs> and tank because you're in the middle of a rebuild. So, okay. and not now. Now it's like there's some little bit more precision. You know what I mean? Okay. Like in terms of. How you are filling your roster? I'm not saying there wasn't. There was the same precision in the draft last year. I'm just talking about the other parts and the the guys that you sign to your team. It starts to get a little bit more real. It is with an eye towards winning and winning soon. But back to your original question, too, is like how far are they away? You and I, like I was saying, could sit here and agree that they are, you know, that they're they're not going to win it this year. But does that mean they're going to win it the following? Like when are they going to be? back to a team that we could sit here and say, yeah, they got a shot at winning next year.
5: Mm. You know what I mean? Because then I start thinking about, okay, well, running back and, you know, maybe a, an upgrade, right? Because the word upgrade then starts floating into my brain. Upgrade at defense, upgrade at wide receiver, upgrade at, you know, there's upgrading where we've gone from this mid-level team to now you need to be, right. but What's you have to hit way? on free agency. You have to hit on your, your dra- draft picks. Right. So that's where that's where I think next year is going to be extremely important. Yeah, and, hitting on those and things.
6: And it's just we, they have to be in a different place in in terms of what they are thinking about the following year in terms of the development of players. Like they yeah. have to be able to look at Justin Fields this year and be like, "Yep, he is absolutely the guy." Wouldn't and that be so cool, Grove? Oh yeah, if he comes out, he just and he just ten
5: wins because he and he puts the team on his back.
6: Yeah, yeah, that, this song would be playing. Would you a ton? Is it really eleven fifty four? We are out right bro. now.
5: My eyes that are sinking right wild. now. Wild, all right, wild. Got to thank our guests, Chris Emma, for hanging out with us today. Got to thank the three headed monster of producers that we're working on today's show. Fantastic job, gentlemen. Tyler Buterball, Leo Stodder, Caesar Perez. Will any of you three be back at twelve o'clock tomorrow?
0: I will be here twelve o'clock for Cubs pregame.
5: Caesar Perez, no, is that a no? You are shaking. No, he, he's off tomorrow. Hmm. Leo, Leo's with me on Cubs tomorrow. So. so, who's producing us tomorrow? I think it's Sean by himself. Yeah, dang, you <laughs> got suck. Right? We <laughs> got three of <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs> here today. He's by himself. Yeah, we got Hub tomorrow. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got three. You got to take
5: care of. Yeah, <laughs> we, Sean. we all have needs too. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, shout out to you guys. You Did a fantastic job. Love the overtime. Um, and excuse me, tomorrow, twelve o'clock. Me. Mark Grody, Hub Arkans. Yeah, yeah. Sitting here behind the mic right when the Bears are on the clock for that hundred and third pick to start the fourth round. We'll be hanging out with you guys till two thirty. Can't it. wait,
6: man. Sakao.
5: Sakao. This whole thing's over. All right, for Mark Grody, I am Gabe Ramirez. We will see you guys tomorrow, twelve o'clock, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy the score. Bears. Bears.